0: Around Dodge City and in the territory out west, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of
1: gun smoke.
0: Gun smoke, starring William Conrad,
2: Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancey job. And it makes a man watchful.
3: Have gun will travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of the man called Paladin.
1: And now here is your guide to these adventures of the mind. This is the mind. Uh, 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 there is someone waiting who will hurry up and rescue you this fall. OTR Rob. And now here is OTR Rob.
4: Hey everyone, this is OTR Rob, welcoming you to another edition of Gunsmoke. This episode of Gunsmoke comes from March 13th, 1954, and the episode is entitled, Confederate Money. Enjoy this, and I'm running a little late, so enjoy the episode. Let me know what you think. Email me, otrrob50 at gmail.com. I would like to know. Anyway, enjoy this, and I'll be back with Have Grand Will Travel from 1958.
5: Get down here. Name's Sam, Mister. That's so. What's your name? Neil Butler. Ain't you pretty young to be drinking so much hard liquor, Neil? Nineteen. But I've been around Dodge longer than you have. Kind of sassy for a kid, ain't you? Man enough to ride for Fate Ender. Fate Ender never heard of him? Maybe I have. Anybody that's ever been near a longhorn steer has heard of Fade Ender. Uh, sure. He's a hard man to work for, though. How's that? Well, he eats one meal a day and don't drink or smoke. So he has a big advantage over the likes of me and you. Mm-hmm. Does he pay regular? Looking for a job, mister? It ain't mister, it's Lee Shin. Okay, Shin. And I'm looking for a drink, not a job. Sam! Hey, Sam! Yeah, it's about enough, Jim. You ain't my nursemaid. I'm buying a drink for me and Lee Shin here.
0: I've been yelling for one long enough. Sometimes I'm hard of hearing.
5: You know, I've seen barkeep's with their heads all busted open.
0: In, huh? And uh, where would you have seen that,
5: Shin? Texas, maybe. Well, you ain't in Texas now. Way off of him, Sam. He's new around here. Fetch them drinks. I just don't believe I will.
0: Now, looky here.
5: <laughs> you don't pull much weight around here, do you, Neil?
0: He's had enough, Shin, don't you egg him on.
5: He can take care of himself. Of course I can. Sam... You give me a drink, or by heaven, I'll bore a hole in you.
0: Now, take it easy, kid.
5: You don't think I will, huh?
0: Well, you better not try. It.
5: I'll try. All right, you hold it, mister.
0: Watch him, Marshal. I ain't made a move. No, but you was about to.
6: It'd have
5: been too bad for you if I had, Bart. Never mind that. Throw some water on Neil the nail there, Chester.
0: All right, Mr.
5: Dillon. Uh... You got any water, Sam? What kind of place you think I run? Well, give me some beer, then. You paying for it? <laughs> Mr. Dillon? Forget it, Chester. The kid's coming, to anyway. Oh. Oh. You're a stranger in Dodge, my Supposing I am. Don't start any trouble, that's all. I
6: ain't done a thing.
5: i just been standing here. It's that
6: mean-tempered
5: barkeep started it.
0: You want me to break a bottle over your head, Shin? See? Last you, Sam.
5: What'd you hit me with, anyway?
0: The usual. If you try
5: that again, I'll hit you twice. You sure sobered me some. Ah, sobered you, did he? What were you doing drunk in the first place? Now, Mr. render Shut up, Neil. I can tell what's been going on here, and I don't like it. It's all right now, Mr. Render. You, uh, going to arrest him, Marshal? No. I got nothing to arrest him for, Fate. Drunkenness? He won't cause any more trouble. You're trying to protect him, eh? Well, it ain't going to work. He's sober now. Look at it. Sure,
0: he—he's he's all right, Fate. I just had a little argument with him, wasn't I? I'm
5: not blaming you, Sam, but a man
0: has to learn to hold his liquor. Or not drink at all. Well, it's a lot easier not to drink at all. What way you do, Fate. Maybe,
5: but I remember the time I felt I'd come to the estate of man when I'd learned to drink one and one-half quarts of whiskey daily. That's a lot of whiskey. But I quit. Fifteen years ago, I quit.
3: You ain't had dropped since?
5: Only once. A friend of mine who was a candidate for office tempted me into a glass I felt like I'd stolen a sheep. Well, you can't expect everybody to feel the same way, Faith. I don't, Marshal. But I recognize the weakness for liquor when I see it. And young Neil here's got to learn. Mr. Ender, I ain't been drunk in two weeks. Till today. Two weeks? Neil, if you ain't man enough to stay away from it longer than that, you ain't man enough to work for me. You mean I'm fired? You'll draw your pay tomorrow morning. Good day, gentlemen. Well, Mr. Ender. That old mosshead. He needs shooting. You'll start thinking about finding a job, Neil, not shooting somebody. Maybe I'm tired of working. Say, where'd that fella Shin go? His plum disappeared. Never mind about him. Look, uh, Neil, they're looking for some help over at the OK stables. Maybe he'd keep you in feed till you find something else, huh? Thanks, Marshal. But I got some thinking to do first. That fade-in sure is a hard man, Mr. Dillon. Ah, hard enough to cure himself a drinking, and huh, anyway. Yeah, but he needn't have been so mean with Neil the other day. He could have gave him a second chance. Oh, Neil can get another job. Yes, I know. But I don't cotton to a man being so self-righteous. My. I'll bet old Ender's made lots of mistakes in his time. Uh, People say he has. Only nobody's caught up with him yet. Mm. What do you mean? Back in Texas, he used to spread a mighty wide loop, Chester. I expect it was a long time before he paid money for any calves. Oh, well, i never heard he was a thief. Oh, he isn't. Not now. That was just after the war when everybody was branding anything in sight. Cattle were running wild then, but with so few men to look after them. Yes, sir, I know. One of my brothers got caught at it. Uh Uh-huh. You never told me that, Chester. Well, it's something that's... Proud folks don't bring up very often, Mr. John. <clears throat> no, no, no. of course not. No, sir. My brother wouldn't like it. What? Well, he's a banker now. A banker? Yes, sir. At a place called Pavo. That's over west of San Antonio. Real dry country there. He liked it. But I sure don't. My goodness, the wind and the dust. Come Ah, uh, hello, Doc.
7: Yeah, so you better come upstairs.
5: Oh, what's the trouble? The
8: fate ended. He didn't want to see you, but I sneaked down anyway. He didn't want to see me about what? I just took a bullet out of his arm, Matt. What? And he's talking about killing the man that put it there. Who? He didn't say.
5: Oh, uh, wait here, Chester.
8: Uh, I didn't hear about no gunfight,
5: Mr. Young. Neither did I. Does he hurt bad, Doc?
8: Well, I didn't even break the bowl, Matt. But... It'll be a mite painful for a while. He's resting a little right now. That's how I got away.
5: Well, I'm glad you did. Thanks. Uh, I might
8: have known that's
5: where you went, Doc.
8: No man comes in here carrying a bullet without my telling the marshal, Fate.
5: How'd this happen, Fate? I'll skin my own snakes, Marshal. Not around here, you won't. I've killed men before, and I don't need no help to do it again. Somebody took a wild shot at you, is that it? That's so wild it didn't hit me. Well, maybe he wasn't trying to kill you. He didn't get close enough for any such trick shooting, you little coward. Ah. Uh-huh. You think it was Neil, huh? Of course it was. And I'll kill him. I'll kill him, sure, Marshal. Why do you think it, it was, was Neil, Tick? I know it was. Tried to kill me while I was crossing the Arkansas on my way into town. He was a quarter mile off, behind a bluff. Just too bad for him he didn't hit my gun on me. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. If he was behind a bluff, how do you know who it was? You're just complicating things, Marshal. I heard he threatened to kill me the other day when I fired him. All right, Fink. I'll find him, and if we can prove he did it, he'll go to jail. He won't go to jail if I find him first, Marshal. You won't stop me. I've lived too long to be killed by some hot-headed kid. You got a right to protect yourself, Faith, but murders are hanging offense the these days. And if you don't want to see me hung, you better move fast, Marshal. <laughs>
0: return for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment. But first, Barbara Stanwyck and Barry Sullivan play their original screen roles again in the Lux Radio Theater adaptation of Jeopardy. It's the story of a wife who encounters a killer during her frantic race to save her husband from death. Remember, Jeopardy on the Lux Radio Theater Monday night over most of these same stations. On the same evening, hear Victor Mature in The Girl in Car 32 on Suspense. Mature plays a cop who, chasing a jewel thief, finds love along the way. Here, Suspense, also Monday night at the star's address. Now the second act of Gunsmoke. <laughs>
5: As hard-headedness, Fate Enter was as good a citizen as any around Dodge. And in some ways, a lot better. In any case, I didn't want to see him hung any more than I wanted to see young Neil shot. And since Fate wasn't the kind of a man you could argue with or throw in jail to cool off, I went looking for Neil. He wasn't at the OK stable, but a small boy there told us that he'd be right back, so... Chester and I sat down in one of the stories and waited. Mr. Dillon? Mr. Dillon, you don't think Neil's going to admit trying to stage an ambush, do you? Well, he'd be a fool if he did, Chester. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to do with it? I don't know. Well, maybe he'll do it by himself. Just what? Just like I told you yeah, Maybe this Man, is him. deserves to die, Neil. It don't matter not who kills him. Hey, it's that fellow shin. Be quiet, Chester.
8: Well, sometimes I think it'd be worth hanging for, even if I did get caught.
5: That's more like it, kid. Don't you let nobody bluff you. He ain't all bluffed. I've seen him. Neil, fate enders like a Confederate dollar. Like 500 Confederate dollars, in fact. He's just that no good. Well, I don't know. But anyways, he sure didn't treat me fair. I shouldn't have talked so much about shooting him. Don't you worry, kid. They can't do nothing to you. They can't prove nothing at all. Of course they can't. What's there to prove? Marshal. Take your hand off that gun, Shent. Why, sure. Shouldn't jump out at a man like that, Marshal. My being here wouldn't bother most men. What do you mean? I, uh, take it you've heard about Fate Ender getting shot. I heard. And he's saying I did it, too. Well, Well, don't tell him nothing, kid. You don't need no alibi. Suppose you stay out of this shit. Well, why should I? I'm the only friend Neil's got around here. Neil can talk for himself. Everybody's got a rope on the kid. It ain't... That's enough out of you. He's just trying to help me, Marshal. But he don't need to. I can prove I wasn't anywhere near there. Uh Oh? Well, how do you know where it happened, Neil? friend of mine met him on the way into town. Ender told him all about it, and he comes straight off and told me. Ender says it was at noon, Marshal. You want to know where I was at noon? Yeah, where? At the Texas Trail, talking to Kitty. I'm going back there right now and get her to prove it before Ender finds me and tries to kill me. Now, wait a minute, Neil. Let him go. It won't do any good, kid. Of course it will. Darn fool, kid. Why well, won't it do any good? There's nobody will believe either of them. You'll say they're both lying. He's paid off, kid. I'm right there, you! No! Hey, that was stayed in Mr. Dillon. Yeah. All right, drop that gun, Faith. Drop it.
1: Don't let him shoot me again.
5: I ain't gonna shoot you again. Not this time, anyway. Here. Take my gun, Marshal. You know, you don't have to kill a man to go to jail, Faith. All right, Chester, keep an eye on him. Yes,
1: sir.
5: How are you, Neil? Uh, You busted my shoulder, Marshal. you're lucky. I seen him coming, and I got scared. But I wasn't fast enough. He went fast enough? I know him. He never bothered saying so. But I drew first, Marshal. I got to admit it. Oh. Chester? Yes, sir? Uh, give Neil a hand here, huh? Taking up the ducks. Okay, Mr. Dillon. Shin can help you, Chester. <laughs> he's run off, Neil. Seems like he's kind of gun-shy. All right, now, come on. Oh. Put your arm on me. Here. There we are. Well, lock
1: some.
5: Tell me something, Fate. How come you didn't finish him off while yeah. you had the chance? Well, yeah, I would have. The first shot hadn't crippled him. I ain't no murderer, Marshal. But you'll kill him when he gets well. Is that it? I'll kill him. Of course, I will.
1: Hello,
8: Matt.
0: Hi, Margul. Kitty, Sam.
8: I can tell you're not going to make any money off him today, Sam.
0: Uh, Have a drink on
5: the house, Marsha. No, no. Kitty's right, Sam. I didn't come here for pleasure.
8: Uh, I heard about Fate Ender being shot. Is that what it is, Matt? Yeah.
5: Kitty, Hmm? young Neil claims that he was in here at noon talking to you.
8: Yeah, he was, Matt. Funny thing is, he was talking about fate most of the time. Sam was here, too. He heard him.
0: Yeah, sure did. If what you were saying is true. Fate's about the sharpest dealer
8: I ever heard of.
0: Huh?
5: What do you mean, sir?
8: Oh, no, it's just a story about Fate when he was still in Texas. <laughs> go
5: on. Go on. Here, tell him, kid. He told him.
8: Well, it uh, seems Fate owed a man $500 when the war broke out. But he told him he'd keep it for him so he'd have something when he got out of the army. That was during the Confederacy, of course. So when the fellow came back to collect his money, Fate shoved a whole barrel of it at him and told him to help himself. <laughs> that's so much. Fate <laughs> claimed the debt had been made in Confederate money, so that's what he paid off with. <laughs> Pretty proxy of him, don't you think? Five hundred no good Confederate
5: dollars. <laughs> uh Kitty. Hmm? Did uh, Neil say where he'd heard this story?
8: Oh, that new friend of his, Jen. He told him why.
5: It's it, it a good story, Kitty. It's a, it's a real good story. <laughs> young fellow, Neil. Hmm. I don't call getting shot so lucky.
8: I ain't talking to you, mister. When
5: well, you come back tomorrow, Neil, I'll have to change that dressing. Sure, Doc. Let's get out of here, Shin. Okay. Uh, Shin. Yeah? Where'd, uh... Where'd you go after the shooting at the stable? Nothing I could do for a mayor, Marshal. Come on. Now, you wait here a minute, Neil. I'd more like to talk to you. What for? Well, I ain't waiting. You might be interested in this too, Shen. I'll wait for you the stable, Neil. That's far enough, Shen. I've heard all your talk on these. Models. Shen, maybe Fade Ender outsmarted you, but $500 isn't enough to try to kill a man over. Now, wait! Get up over for the window, Chester, in case he makes the street. I'm going after him. Yeah, sure. Dylan Dillon, right there. What? I got him. All right. Did did you shoot him, Chester? I didn't hear anything. No, sir. That chamber pot there, I dropped it right on his head. What? (laughs) A bull's eye, Mr. Dillon. Yeah. Well, he's your prisoner, Chester. Come on down and lock him up.
8: Yes, sir, I'll be right there.
5: Uh, Neil? Yes, sir? The marshal here told me the whole story. Looks like we both made a mistake, Mr. Ender. Shin wasn't much of a friend, was he? Trying to hide behind you all the time. I took up with him when I was drunk. That's the whole trouble. Neil, I'm kind of old. Sometimes I guess I forget what it's like to be young. Yes, sir? And I... Well, uh... That's all right, Mr. Ender. No, no, it ain't all right, uh... Maybe uh, what he's trying to tell you, Neil, is that uh, he went and paid Doc for fixing you up. He did, and Doc says it'll only be a couple of weeks before you can ride again. A couple of weeks is too long for a little wound like that. I won't have no namby bambies riding for me. You hear? Yes, sir. I hear. <laughs>
0: Under the direction of Norman McDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by John Meston, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Vic Perrin, James Og, Harry Bartell, and Barney Phillips. Harley Bear as Chester, Howard McNair as Doc, and Georgia Ellis as Kitty. Gunsmoke has been selected by the Armed Forces Radio Service to be heard by our troops overseas. Could be so universally admired Why no one else But that singing cowboy Gene Autry Tomorrow night Gene Autry invites All his friends To visit him At Melody Ranch For a half hour Of songs and stories About the Old West You don't need any roadmaps To get to Melody Ranch Just turn on your radio And tune in The Gene Autry Show Sunday nights Over most of these same CBS radio stations George Walsh speaking Stay tuned now for Gangbusters, which follows in a few minutes over most of these same stations. For mystery mixed with merriment, join Mr. and Mrs. North Tuesday evenings on the CBS Radio Network.
4: Hey yeah. everyone, it's OTR Rob welcoming you to Have Gun Will Travel. This hang- Gun Will Travel <laughs> comes from March 15th, 1959, and the episode is entitled Death of a Young Gunfighter. Enjoy this, and I'll see you all back here next week.
3: Much choice left, mister. You can throw your gun away and they'll hang you, or you can keep it and try to use it on me. Either way, you're going to die. Have gun, will travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, eighteen seventy five, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin.
9: Mr. Paladin? Mm. Hmm? Hey, boy, bring you brandy.
3: Hmm. Oh. uh, Thanks. Uh, Set it down. Yes, sir. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Well, do you want me to read it to you? Oh, I beg you, pardon? I should think so. Reading over a guest's shoulder is hardly the proper behavior for an Oriental gentleman. You go... Go where?
9: Well, uh, newspapers say. uh, Blood feud rages in New Mexico. Thirty-eight men already died. Job for you, Mr. Paladin?
3: Maybe so, hey boy. Let's see. Violence flared again in Wren-Seabree feud when Juan Carlos Morita killed James Seabree in a gunfight. Morita, a notorious killer, had hired his gun to the Wren faction.
9: Mr. Paladin make money. One side high, morita has gone. Other side high, Missa Paladin's gone.
3: Uh, Hey boy, you've sold me. Guess you better send a wire. Yes, sir, Missa Paladin. Right now. If dandruff dulls your hair, leaves your scalp itchy, please listen. You can get rid of annoying dandruff so fast today, no one should suffer any longer. With Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo, unsightly dandruff's gone in three minutes. It's the quickest, easiest of all eating shampoos. Besides that, using Fitch regularly is guaranteed to keep embarrassing dandruff away. Simply apply in the unique Fitch manner. Before you wet hair, rub in one minute. This way, Fitch shampoo penetrates right down to the scalp. Next, add water. Lather one minute to wash every trace of dandruff out of your hair. Then rinse one minute. All that loosened dandruff goes down the drain. In three minutes with Fitch, one rubbing, one lathering, one rinsing, dandruff's gone. And while removing dandruff, Fitch can also brighten hair up to 35%. To get rid of dandruff problems forever, brighten hair too. Use Fitch regularly. Get Fitch Dandruff Remover Shampoo today, only 59 cents. It was late afternoon when I rode into the New Mexico town, but the summer sun was still merciless, reflecting off the adobe buildings. The dirt street seemed almost deserted. The town was motionless, except for something that swung slowly from a jerry-built scaffold in the middle of the street. It was a hangman's noose, and beneath it lay the body of a dead man.
2: I said, get him up.
3: I never argue with a shotgun. That's
2: better. This him, Mr. Seabury. We'd like to get
0: a look at him. No, he's not Marita. Let him put his hands down.
3: You John Seabury? That's right. How long has that body been lying there? We hung him this morning. Who is it? Marita's brother. And Juan Marita is supposed to come for him. Is that it? That's it, mister. Now, who are you? Paladin. You're late. Let's go inside. I don't want the job.
0: You heard of Marita's reputation, mister? It'd you?
3: It doesn't scare me. I just don't want this job.
0: I've paid you $500 in advance. You'll give the money back, mister. Gladly. Here You're mighty squeamish for a man with a gun for hire Marita has killed nine human beings To hunt an animal, a killer, you do whatever you have to
3: So you leave the brother's body unburied until Marita comes No thanks, Mr. Seabree I understand that Marita is a cold-blooded killer I know he killed your son in a gunfight that was no contest I came here to take him for you But I bury the dead, Mr. Seabree. Good day, gentlemen. Yes, sir? I'd like a room. My horse is outside.
2: All right, I'll take him to the livery. You uh, staying long, mister?
3: Uh, Just the night. Can I get a bath?
2: Well... Water's real scarce here, mister. You get a pitcher full and you can do anything you want with it. (laughs) It's real warm.
3: I know.
5: Uh, You the uh, gunfighter?
3: I'm the man Seabree brought in.
5: Well,
2: Marita killed nine men, some say more. He needs dying. Who are you? Well, my name's Haskell, John Haskell.
3: You know Marita? He was born here. Beyond that, did you know him? Well, he he was a friend of mine. Used to be. Now you want him dead.
2: I told you, mister. He needs dying.
3: The town was still quiet the next morning as I walked across the street to get my horse. One of Seabree's hands was dozing in a chair near the stable door. A shotgun in his lap. As I came out of the sunlight and walked toward the stall, I had a feeling that someone was behind me in the shadows. And I was right. Mister, is this your fight?
6: No, it isn't my fight. Are you Morita? I am Juan Morita,
3: and I will advise you stay inside. He moved out of the door like a panther. The man in the chair was dead before he could raise his shotgun. Morita caught Seabury's other man as he came lurching onto the street. Then came Mr. Seabury himself. Only this time it was different. Morita's shot only wounded them. I'll I'll get you next time, Morita.
6: I'll get you. There will be no next time for you, John Seabury. Morita. I thought you said this was not your fight.
3: You don't kill a man that way. Stay out of this. You don't kill him when he's lying on the ground, when he can't reach his gun. I tried to get to him, but I was too late and I was too slow. Before I could draw, Marita swung his gun butt down on my head.
4: Say, right now, you may have something worth a thousand dollars to you under the hood of your car and may not even know it. Something worth a thousand silver dollars. A regular filter check is important to today's cars. So important that Fram Corporation is offering $60,000 in cash to get you to check your filters now. Last year, in preparation for Fram's silver anniversary, 10,000 secretly numbered Fram filter cartridges were distributed all over the United States and installed during regular servicing. These filters are worth varying amounts from $1 to $1,000. You may have one in your own car and not even know it. A Fram filter worth 1000 silver dollars. Check your oil filter and air filter now. If there's a specially numbered Fram filter in your car, you'll win up to 1000 silver dollars and your dealer will win the same amount. Get in on Fram's big silver treasure hunt. Check your filters now.
3: The trail I followed after Juan Morita was long, hot and dry. The desert knows how to keep its secrets, and I had been riding for three weeks when I finally came to another small adobe town and went in to see the sheriff.
2: Something I can do for you, mister?
3: That depends. I'm looking for Juan Morita.
2: Oh, that's so. You know him? Yes, I know him. By sight? How long you been after him, mister?
3: About three weeks. Do You know where he is. I know where he is. What did he do, Mister?
2: Pay you to protect him, or are you just afraid? How long has it been since you read a paper, Mister? Go on, pick it up. I might learn something.
3: Amnesty. What amnesty?
2: Read it for yourself.
3: Three years of violence ended today when a general amnesty was declared in the bloody Wren Seabree feud in New Mexico. Is this true? Yeah, it's true. Well, I'll read the rest of it. The amnesty was called by Major General Thomas Hardy. The involved principals have laid down their arms and taken oaths to keep the peace. General Hardy said anyone breaking the amnesty would be summarily court martialed and executed. Among those taking the oath was Juan Carlos Morita.
2: And you don't break the amnesty, it'd start the whole thing up again. Where is he? He's on his way home.
3: To Seabreeze Town?
2: That's right. Uh, you better listen, mister. They mean it about this amnesty. You kill him, you hang. It had to stop somewhere. Let it lie. It's done. Not quite. Almost, but not quite. Mister, I know Morita. I respect him. He says he wants to hang up his gun. I believe him. Now, give him his chance.
3: He'll have a chance. The small campfire was nearly out, but there were still embers. The long hunt was coming to an end. Juan Morita had been there. He couldn't be far away. In fact, at the moment, he was closer than I wanted him to be.
6: Your gun belt, (laughs) let it drop. Be quick. Uh Turn around so I can see your face. Huh. The man who was there with John Seabray.
3: I was there. That day when you shot a wounded man in cold blood.
6: John Seabray put a rope around my brother's neck. My brother was 18 years old. He did not even shave yet. And John Seabray let him lie dead in the street.
3: How many men did your brother kill Your 18-year-old brother, what do you sell his life for, Marita?
6: I do not want to kill you. How many
3: men, Marita?
6: I do not want to kill again. I do not even know you. I have no hate for you. How how much are Seabree's people paying you? How much am I worth?
3: No charge. I want you for myself.
6: But why? I am nothing to you.
3: You should have made the first shot count. If you'd killed Seabree with the first shot, I wouldn't have given you a second thought.
6: You had better stop thinking about me, mister. I am going now. If you follow me, I will kill your horse. Do not make me do that.
3: You'll have to kill me, too. I could do that, mister. Yes, I guess you could. His gun was pointed right at my belly. He could have killed me, but he didn't. He stood there, and he started to tremble. Then, very slowly, his gun hand dropped to his side.
0: No.
6: No, I will not kill you. I will not kill again. I put my life in your hands. Here. Here. I give you my gun. Mister, I give you $200, all I got. You take me home alive. Don't let anyone lay a gun on me until I get there. A man should die among his people. I will not wear a gun again.
0: In the Thoroughbred Kentucky Club's Thoroughbred Who's gonna win that horse And make it pay Lots of money Well, Kentucky Club Pipe tobacco Has to find a winner So the horse is here The time is near Get your entry blank
4: today Yes, enter the annual Derby Day contest Sponsored by Kentucky Club's Nine brands of pipe tobaccos First prize A Thoroughbred Bay coat son of famous oil capital who won over $580,000. Jockey Ted Atkinson helped select this prize code. You name him and he's yours. He could win a fortune for you. Get Kentucky Club Derby Day contest entry blanks free at Tobacco Counters now.
0: Hey! Who's gonna win the thoroughbred Kentucky Club's thoroughbred?
4: Who's gonna win that horse and make it pay? On the
0: money, well, Kentucky Club, Pipe tobacco has to
1: find a winner. So the horse is here, the time is near, get your entry blank
3: it was a long ride home for Marita. We had time to get to know each other in the silences and in the times when we talked. Let's rest the horses a minute. All right. Following cool. cool him? Yeah.
6: You think it is possible they will let me come back? You think they can
3: let themselves forget? I don't know, Morita. Some won't. Some may try. I don't know, but... If it were me, I'd ride west. I wouldn't try to go back.
6: No. No, my people say man is like a tree. You tear out his roots, he dies. No man wants to die. I have killed 12 men, Paladin. I remember the faces of each of them. I do not forget... You think I have a right to live? You have a right to try. A man speaks of death, but he is not sincere. I want to live. I want to get married. You think I'm crazy?
3: No, Maria. A little optimistic, maybe, but not crazy.
6: Maria, she's a woman with a tender spirit. I would give my eyes to know that I could grow all together with her. You will see her, Paladin. You will tell me if she's not a woman to behold.
3: I'm sure she is. I will not live a
6: week I will not wear a gun and I will not live a week I was an altar boy And now I have killed 12 men I cannot forget And if I cannot, Paladin, can the others
3: Then why go back? To try Let's go Morita was making a good try And it wasn't easy there was sullenness and suspicion through the town the day we got back. The hangman's rig still stood in the middle of the street, and there was talk that it was waiting for Marita. But he kept his word. He didn't put on a gun. And on the night of the fiesta, it looked like he might make it.
6: You see, Paladin? You see, my Ma Maria? I told you she's a woman to behold. You were right, one. She's lovely.
7: The senor is very kind. And
6: we will marry, and we will have children, and we will live together until we are old. Is that not so, Maria?
7: Oh, Juan. I... It is so.
6: <laughs> I drink too much. I talk too much. This is for you, Paladin. You dance with my Maria. I will be back in a little bit. It
3: will be my pleasure. Maria.
7: Would you forgive me, Mr. Paladin, if I asked you to come aside with me for a moment? I would like a chance to talk with
3: you. Always at the service of a pretty woman, Maria.
7: That Juan, tonight he's drunk tonight he remembers how much we used to love each other. Do you think he will remember tomorrow when he's tired or angry or feels he must kill someone?
3: I don't speak for him, Maria. Do you love him?
7: A man like that, if you're a woman, he can stir you. I do not know if I love him anymore, Mr. Paladin. but I do not want to marry him.
3: And tell him so.
7: He has killed 12 men, senor. Do you know how simple it would be for him to kill another? Who? Another.
3: None. No more, Maria. The killing is finished. I believe him.
7: I'm going to marry someone else, Mr. Paladin. He is not a gunfighter. I'm afraid for him.
3: Tell one. He won't strap on a gun. He won't kill this man.
7: And if he tries?
3: If he tries... I won't let him.
6: What is this you will not let someone do,
3: Paladin? I won't let you put on a gun, Morita.
6: I get my word. Why should I break it?
3: I don't think you will.
6: But, Maria, she thinks I will. that it? Why, Maria? Why? Juan. It is said, Paladin, that only a fool stands between lovers. Why, Maria?
7: I cannot marry you, Juan.
6: But... I love you.
7: It is too late. Too much has changed. You have changed. Another.
6: There is another. While I was away. Who is he, Maria? I
7: love him, Juan. I believe
6: you. Tell me his name. Do not kill his him. His name.
7: You know my name, Juan.
6: I know your name, John Haskell. I called you friend. Do you have a gun friend? I own one. In the street tonight. Morita. Do not make me come after you, Haskell. Die big friend. Maybe she will cry
3: for you. Morita, you gave me your word.
6: Maria, she gave me her word too, Mr. Paladin.
3: And so it was not over after all. There was to be another shooting in another dusty street, and it could only come out one way man doesn't learn much about gunfighting working behind a hotel desk. But Haskell wouldn't hide. He came outside the hotel wearing his gun belt awkwardly. Morita's shot caught him in the shoulder. Then it was up to me. After all, I had also given my word.
6: Follow him. do not stand in front of him.
3: You're not going to shoot him again, Morita. Do
6: not make me kill you. You're not good enough to fight me. We'll see. I said it. It seems a long time ago. I do not wish to kill you.
3: You have a choice, Morita. You can throw away a gun, and they'll hang you for breaking the amnesty, or you can fight me.
6: I will not hang.
3: in the street in the shadow of the hangman's rig Juan Morita had tried but he couldn't live without his gun at least he didn't hang
9: Mr. Paladin. Hmm. Hey, boy, bring a brandy.
3: Oh, oh, thanks. Sir. You sit down.
9: Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Paladin. Hmm. You want Hey Boy to read paper with you? Find job for you, like last time.
3: No, Hey Boy. Not like last time.
9: Oh, by a uh, Mr. Paladin, big hero, stop feud, kill big killer.
3: No. You're not a hero if you kill a man who wanted you to do it.
9: What did Mr. Paladin mean?
3: Never mind. Just get me another drink. Gun Will Travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, he is produced and directed by Norman McDonnell and stars John Daner as Paladin, with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Julian Fink and adapted for radio by Marion Clark. Featured in the cast were Harry Bartell, Lillian Bayef, Clark Gordon, Lawrence Dobkin, and Barney Phillips. Hugh Douglas speaking.